0: Good morning everybody. God bless you guys. Happy Wednesday. I hope everybody's doing well this morning and is having a great week. I'm gonna wait uh, just a minute to let a couple people jump on. But um, as you're jumping on, make sure that you say hello in the comment section or say something so that I know you are watching. Because I would like to greet you. So make sure you grab your coffee and your your Bible, friends, so we can get started today. Good morning, look. Good, good morning, Laurie-Ann. God bless you, my sister. I hope. Hope you're having a good week. Um, let's see who else do I see on there. I don't see anybody else. We only got two so I'm just gonna wait a couple minutes. Good morning Jeanette. I love you my sister. She said there you are beautiful warrior. <laughs> Thank you. You're so sweet. <laughs> good morning Sherry. Are you gonna Are you gonna say just walking around? (laughs) Are you gonna jump on with me or what? Maybe he might he might show his face. Who knows? Um, man, God is so good, you guys. He is so amazing. He is so awesome. I love him so much. I don't know about you guys, but I just want so much more of Jesus. I'm so hungry for so much more of Jesus. And guess what? I am pressing into that place and I'm telling you, I'm going to I'm I'm going to get everything that the Lord has for me, you guys. I've been pressing in. So, I encourage you guys to do the same. What what the Lord is is doing across the church is just amazing. So, you know, we have to press in, you guys. There is a lost and dying world that is waiting for us. Amen. Is waiting for us to open our mouths, is waiting for us to, to be bold and to step out and to share the gospel with them and pray with them and see them delivered, see them healed. I mean, I can't tell you guys how many jobs that I've had Over the years, where you weren't supposed to pray for people, or you weren't supposed to, um, you know, uh, preach the gospel. And you know what? I still preach the gospel and I still prayed for people. My last job, right before we moved here, I worked at a corrections and I had male and female clients, but of course. For the female clients, I would teach Bible study. And before I left, every one of those girls gave their life to Jesus. Amen. So so you just preach the gospel. Hallelujah. Good morning, Chris. Good morning, Sherry. Um, Hives affecting me. Okay so right now in jesus name father i lift up sherry lord and i thank you father we just lord we command father swelling and irritation and any allergic reaction to anything father to go down in jesus name father we command hives lord to go in jesus name and we thank you father for swelling going down even now lord we thank you for that father in the mighty name of jesus hallelujah Hallelujah. Good morning, Carrie. Love you, my sister. You're so pretty. I wish I knew how to do my makeup like you. I mean, really, I probably could do it, but let's be real. I'm really lazy with my makeup. (laughs) Good morning, Frank. (laughs) Love you, brother. Uh, Are you still coming out to the island in October? Good morning, Whitney. I love you, Whitney. I hope you're doing well. Haven't seen you around in a while. Um, God bless you guys. Thank you guys for joining. Uh, Please be sure and share the broadcast. Make sure that you tag a friend. Amen. Let them join in the word of encouragement this morning. And we're just going to press in and we're just going to get it, you guys. We're just going to just go in and get it. Amen. (laughs) We're just going to do it, Sage. What are you doing, friend? I don't know, he's in the other room making rackets, so I'm not really sure what he's doing. Hallelujah. Oh, he's playing with tools in the other room. That's what he's doing. He's listening to me, but he's playing with something in the other room. So I'm ready for the word. I don't know about you guys, but let's get ready to get into it, amen? Hallelujah. So let's start with prayer. And uh, make sure I don't lose my phone this morning. And then we're going to get into the word. I'm actually, you know, I'll probably do some teaching today. But I'll, I'll definitely be doing a little bit of preaching as well. And we'll just see where the Holy Ghost flows. Amen. We're just going to flow with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. So, Father, we just praise you and glorify you, Jesus. We worship you, Father. We thank you, Lord. Hi, Patricia. I love you. Amen. So Father, we just thank you, Lord. We thank you for who you are, Jesus. We thank you, Father, for your great love for us, Jesus. We thank you, Lord. We thank you for your goodness and your mercy, Father, being poured out over us. Father, we thank you, Lord, that this morning, Father, Your word says every day, every morning, your mercies and your compassions are stirred afresh over us, Jesus. We thank you for your mercy over us. We thank you for your compassion and your love over us, Jesus. We thank you for another day, Father, to press into you, another opportunity to love on you, another opportunity, Father, to share the gospel with those around us, Jesus. We thank you for that, Father. We praise you and we glorify you, Lord. And as we get into the word this morning, Holy Ghost, have your way. Have your way, Holy Spirit. Touch every person on the broadcast. And I thank you for refreshing them. I thank you for encouraging them. And I thank you, Jesus, for having your way this morning. And we just yield our hearts to you, Lord. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Amen, amen. So, you know, last night... Uh, and something that, you know, has been kind of resonating with me since, since yesterday. And, and usually when I hear something, I hear a theme more than once. I'm like, okay, the, the, the Lord's trying to say something, right? He's trying to, he's, he's, he's speaking, he's speaking through people. So yesterday, you know, Sage had brought up a scripture and it was in Hebrews, Hebrews chapter, Hebrews chapter three and um and it starts in verse six and it says but christ as a son over his own house whose house we are right if we hold fast to the confidence and rejoicing of the hope firm to the end hello lisa god bless you god bless you my sister so you know holding fast to the confidence that Jesus uh, of Jesus and what he's done for us, and holding fast to our confession or to our profession of what he's done for us, and remembering where we came from and what he's pulled us out of, and remembering his mercy being poured out over us and and and, and just what he's done in our life, the testimony of what he's done in our life. And I'm telling you guys. It's so important that we are stirring ourselves up in this that we're stirring ourselves up in his goodness and his and what he's done in our life that we're stirring ourselves up and bringing to remembrance where we came from and where we were when he found us and you know and how good he is and you know the fact that he pulled us out of the pit of muck and mire. Good morning, Yomi. The fact that he pulled us and snatched us out of hell, you know, the fact that he transformed our lives our lives and that he's delivered us. You know, many of us, he's delivered from addiction. He's delivered from, you know, depression. He's delivered from, uh, you know, even mental torment, you know, and remembering what he's delivered us from and bringing to remembrance these things and stirring yourself up by sharing, you know, sharing your testimony. Uh, you know, the Bible says to encourage each other even more as it's called today. And I'm trying to find that particular scripture. Uh, Okay, so it's verse 13. It says, but exhort one another daily while it is called today, lest any of you should be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. For we have become partakers of Christ. If, again, so we're going to hear this again. If we hold, right? I just read hold fast. If we hold the beginning of our confidence, (laughs) steadfast to the end. If we hold to the beginning of our confidence, what is that you guys? What is holding to the beginning of your confidence? Thank you, George. God bless you, my brother. We pray for you too. Are you doing, are you still in Mexico? God bless you and what you're doing in Mexico. Uh, That's amazing what you all are doing. We just pray more grace upon you guys more grace that you guys would continue to reach the lost villages there in Mexico amen we bless you george so uh so verse uh, going back to verse 14 what is the confidence you guys what is the confidence our confidence is in Christ amen what keeps us f- from getting hard hearted or, or our hearts become becoming callous from the deceitfulness of sin it's continuing to to lift up Jesus. It's continuing to be confident in him and what he's done for us. Amen. Oh, good morning, Auntie Kehala and Keala. That's right. It means the faith to hold fast to your faith, to hold fast to your testimony, to hold fast to your, your profession of the goodness of God, your confession of faith, Whitney, but also of your testimony. Amen. In Revelations, of course, we know the word says that we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony, sharing what God has done in our life. And I just want to encourage you to think about for a second. What God has done in your life, and what you would say if somebody said, you know, will you tell me your testimony? How would you share it? What would you share? What would you say? Would you share your, you know, would you know what to share in your testimony? You know, for me and and Sage actually, uh, you know, had me share my testimony yesterday. For me, you foul devil, get out of here! Some nasty fly. I hate flies. <laughs> Disgusting. Good morning, Auntie K. How? But for me, my testimony, you guys, I, listen, just really quickly, let me just throw you some, throw you a little piece of information about myself out here. I hate religion so much. I hate religion. You know why? And you know why I hate it? Because it has taken me years to separate myself from that because for so long, I was living in the world and yet I was going to church. I was attending church. I was even doing stuff on the worship team at, at a, a you know one point. This was like when I first first was going to church at this church in Monte Vista, that Monta Vista, Colorado, if you know where that's at, it's a little town. But you know, I was living in the world and I was one foot in the world and one foot in the church. I was living a life of compromise, you guys. And for a long time, because of uh, of where it was at and and because of, of just the, the teaching and because uh, of many different things, I did not have an issue with it. I was fine living a, a compromised life in the world, half in the world and half in the church. And not until a series of events happened to where, you know, I just, I just had to stop. I mean, part of it was relationship. Part of it was just God, I'm tired of living busted and disgusted. And I remember when everything changed, there was one night where I was on my face and I was just like crying out to God. And I was just telling him in my heart, God, something has to change. Something has to change because I can't do this anymore. And I, at that point, I just told the Lord, I said, God, I'm ready. I'm ready. Like what, whatever it takes, I'm done. I'm done living the way I'm living and whatever it takes to pursue you, whatever it takes to have you, I'm ready. Because at that point, you guys, uh, before that point, I was not ready. I wasn't ready to let go of the world. I wasn't ready to let go of of relationships that I knew weren't right. I wasn't ready to let go of friendships. I wasn't ready. I didn't want to. I wanted to have the world and I wanted to have Jesus. But how many of you guys know you cannot have both? Both don't work. They will not work. You know what ends up happening if you try to live in both and you try to live a compromised life is Your conscience becomes seared, which means your heart becomes hard, which means that when you sin after a certain point, it's like, eh, no big deal, no big deal, because your conscience is seared. It doesn't bother you anymore. You're not convicted over it anymore. So you cannot have both. You cannot have the world and you cannot have Jesus. They don't mix, amen? Hallelujah, hello Leanne, love you my sister, I miss you guys. So you can't have both things. I wanted both, and you cannot have both, you guys. They don't mix. The Bible says you know, friendship with the world is enmity against God, which means that you are positioning yourself as an enemy against God when you have friendship with the world, when you try to keep the world, and when you try to keep Jesus, it doesn't work. So I finally hit a point where I was ready. That's right, and you know what? The reality is, Jeanette, She says, that's the fence and and I usually fell off of it to the wrong side. That's right. Well, let's be real. The fence is actually, you know, an illusion. The fence is really, it's just the world. It's just, you may as well just call it the world because that's what it is when you're living a compromised life, right? So, you know, I finally hit a point where I was ready and I said, okay, you know, I was miserable, I was depressed and I said, God, I I, I can't live this way. And I remember it was one night in, in my house in Alamosa, Colorado on Brown Street and i was sitting in my bedroom and i just started to cry out because at that point i my boyfriend at the time i started to see tracks on his arm and and i was partying and i was waking up hungover and i was just it was just leading just like snowball effect of depression and i was just telling the lord i can't do this anymore god i can't do this and i remember telling him god i want you Woo. I want you more than I want this relationship. I want you more than I want the things of the world. These things are not fulfilling me. And I can't do this anymore. And so, you know, from that point, I made a decision to commit my life to Christ fully and completely. <laughs> and every every day... From that point, I prayed for strength and I said, God, give me strength because I wanted to go back to that relationship because I wanted to run back to the old comforts, which really weren't comforts. They were torments. And I, and I, I just, I prayed for strength and every day, every day I, I see, here's the thing, you guys, I was in the church. I was in the church. I was sitting under, you know, preaching. I was I was involved in ministry to to a uh, um, to a limit, right? I was I was involved in ministry. I was doing these things, but yet I didn't know my word. I mean, you would tell me stories. Somebody could come up and tell me stories about David or ter- tell me stories about, you know, King Nebuchadnezzar or whatever. And I would have no clue what they were talking about because I never read my word. I never read the, the word of God. I, had, I, I went to church and I heard the message, but I never read it on my own. So I had no clue. So when I committed my life to Jesus fully and completely, good morning, Kimberly. Amen, Leanne. Amen. When I when I fully committed my life to Jesus, I made it a point to read my word. And every night after I made that decision, after I said, God, I'm all in. You have all of me. I'm tired of living this way. Every night I would put my daughter to bed because she was still young at the time. This was, you know, 11, 12 years ago almost. And I would put her to bed and every night for two hours from either 11 to 12 or, or, um, uh, you know, or excuse me, from 10 to 12 or 11 to one o'clock in the morning, I would read my word and I would read in Isaiah and I would read in Psalms. And I would just get the word in my heart and I would meditate on it. And I would just meditate on the presence of the Lord. And I would just tell him, Lord, come in, pull everything out that is not of you, Jesus. Pull everything out, purify me, have your way. And I would sit there and I would meditate and I would open my heart to Jesus. And then I would allow him to come in and just do what he wants to do. I would allow the word to go into my heart and do the work. And from that point, I began to have supernatural experiences that I had never experienced with Jesus before. I had supernatural experiences because I was doing witchcraft at one point in my life. I was messing with all of that stuff. So I had supernatural experiences, but I didn't have these kind of supernatural experiences with Jesus. And I knew there was more with Jesus. I knew I was missing out on something. I just didn't know what. And not until I fully committed my life and allowed Him to do the work in my heart and made a commitment to fully serve Him no matter what what and made a choice to cut off relationships I knew weren't right and and cut off things that I that I I knew weren't right in my life and commit my heart to him not until then did I start to have these experiences with him and I remember he began to take me through a process of deliverance and because I was doing witchcraft it was a it was a long process of deliverance you guys that I went through and he started to deliver me of, of, of lust. He started to deliver me of, of, um, you know, of, cause there was, listen, you guys, I'm just being completely transparent. Okay. Cause I was into pornography. I was into, I mean, of course, like I said, in witchcraft, uh, I was partying, I was doing all this stuff and living a compromised life. You're picking up a lot of trash you're you're uh you're filling yourself with a lot of trash so he had to deliver me from those things and deliver me from lust and pornography and it took a process to deliver me from that stuff he had to deliver me from witchcraft from uh from uh you know from control from a jezebelic spirit and just wanting to control things but coming from a place of hurt wanting to control things he had to deliver me you guys from all of his things and I'm just, sorry, I'm just so grateful. I'm so grateful <laughs> that he delivered me from all these things. And then, shortly after, you know, of course, I met my husband. And the thing is, you guys, I was so hungry. I was so hungry for Jesus. I just wanted Jesus. And I remember when I began to learn his voice. And I remember one night sitting in because I spent a lot of nights on my face in my house on that wood floor. I remember just on that wood floor on my face crying and saying, God, and because I had so much stuff and because my soul ties with this guy were so so deeply rooted. It literally felt like my heart was being ripped in two when the Lord was delivering me. I felt like I was grieving a death, you guys. I I, I spent so many nights on my face on that wood floor crying out to God to touch me, crying out to God to heal me, allowing him to do a work in my heart. And I remember sitting on the edge of my bed and I remember the Lord just pulling these things out and just being like, God, this is painful. God, this is painful, but I don't care. I I just want you, Jesus. I just want you, this hurt, but I want want you more than I care about the hurt, Lord. I want you. I don't care if I got to go through the hurt. I don't care if I got to go through the pain. I just wants you and i remember him pulling things out and then he stopped and he said i remember this clearly because i giggled because i thought what a weird question to ask he stopped and he said okay he said now how are you and i thought like (laughs) i'm sitting here god and i'm crying my eyes out and you know, this hurts. And then you're telling me, how are you? It's weird. The best way I can like, explain it is like those little magic hats when they're pulling out the scarves and they just keep coming. <laughs> That's what it felt like he was doing to me. But then all of a sudden he stopped and he said, okay, now how are you? And I thought, Lord, you know how I am. You are you see me, I'm sitting here. You're the one pulling out this stuff but i was so touched that he took the time because he knew my limit and he stopped and he said okay that he's like now how are you i want to hear it from your mouth i want you to tell me how are you doing how you know i thought i just was so touched that he cared he cared uh, about my uh, about how i felt in the process of being delivered and so from that point forward you guys everything changed in my life. Up until this point I went through a lot of years of of teaching and training and character building and I'm I'm just going to let you guys know just so you know probably since May has been the most intense for me personally concerning some refining and concerning some uh some some character refining like it has been that's just that's just the reality it has been the most intense but it's been good since since May for me it has been intense you guys so so listen amen Whitney she said when I met you guys for the first time I was at that place cutting soul ties hallelujah amen and she said and I'm hungry you're here and you're hungry hallelujah you're not in that place anymore Whitney don't stop pressing in amen don't stop you know stirring yourself up with that hunger hallelujah don't stop amen because listen Jesus is worthy you guys and I'm telling you Jesus is worthy he's worthy all the of all the hardship he is worth letting go of all the junk he's worth cutting off relationships that you know aren't correct he's worth you know uh shutting off things that you're watching that you know you shouldn't be watching or not listening to things that you know you shouldn't be listening to you he is worthy jesus is worthy hallelujah and this is how we stir ourselves up this is how we encourage ourselves in the lord as we remember what he's done and where he's brought us and i don't know about you but i'm so glad that he took you guys and that's just a small portion of my testimony from When I really fully committed to the Lord, (laughs) but I'm so glad that he took an insecure, busted up teen mom who was in poverty and said, I want you and I want to move through you and I want to work through you. And I want to use you to shake communities and I want to use you to shake the nations and I want to use you to preach my gospel. Amen. I'm so grateful that he's done that in my life. And I'm so grateful to Him and we have to stir ourselves up in these things and encourage each other by saying listen if God did this in my life amen he can do it in your life there is no difference from me and you on the other side of the screen the only difference is I said yes and every day I've chose to say yes and no matter how hard it gets and no matter how much it hurts and no matter how many days there's time where I wanted to quit and I wanted to stop, but you know what? I thank God that there were people there to encourage me and my husband was there to encourage me and I had people telling me you could do it and I had people encouraging me and reminding me what is behind you what is there to go back to hell is there you want to go back to hell from where you the stuff you came from what is there to go back to there's no going back there's no quitting you guys there's Jesus and him alone and he is worthy amen there's no difference between me as a minister and and you on the other side of the screen i just chose to say yes and i chose to say yes to the process of being refined and i chose to say yes to letting go and of things that i shouldn't be watching letting go of relationships listen i was hungry you guys when i said yes to jesus and he changed everything i was hungry every time the church doors were open i was there because i was hungry i was there every saturday at prayer i was there every wednesday at prayer i was there every sunday service i was there every time the church doors were open Even when there wasn't service and they were just there, I would go in and hang out and say hello. And I would just go in myself into the sanctuary and spend time with Jesus and pray myself because I was hungry. I just wanted to be around the presence of the Lord. I just wanted to be somewhere where there was life. I just wanted to be with Jesus. And I just knew I was gonna do whatever it took to be with Jesus. And I didn't make excuses of why I couldn't be there. I didn't make excuses because I had my little girl, my daughter, was a little girl at the time of why I couldn't be there no babysitters. I just, I just brought her along with me, you guys. And we have to get hungry and we have to get thirsty and we have to press in and we have to start cutting away the excuses and stop making excuses and start saying yes to Jesus and start saying, yes, God, no matter what the cost, Jesus, I'm going to say yes to you. No matter what the hardship I may encounter, God, I'm going to say yes to you. Good morning, Maria. Love you. No matter what happens in my life, God, I'm going to say yes to you, and I'm going to stop making excuses. I'm going to stop making excuses of why I can't get into your house and why I can't get to church and why I can't connect with the body of believers and why I can't do what you're calling me to do. I'm going to get real, and I'm going to start saying yes because the reality is, you guys, If you're making excuses and you're saying you're hungry, you're not hungry. If you're saying you're hungry and you're making excuses, you're not hungry. You're not hungry. You got to get more hungry, amen? You got to get more hungry. Even if you think you're hungry, you're not hungry enough. You got to press in more. There's always more, you guys. There's always more. You know, you fasting when he asks you to fast. Shutting yourself away. Leaving your phone and getting in your, on, on your face in a room before him. To removing all distractions and just pressing in. And it's just you and him. That is the difference between ministers. People look sometimes and think, oh, well, you, you know, you just had it easy. You just had it easy because, you know, because of where you're at or because the anointing on your life. You just have it easy. You don't go through anything or go through anything. You don't go through hardship. No, you guys, as ministers, we you have no clue. <laughs> I'm sorry, God, it's just so good. I'm just <laughs> woo. You have no clue! (laughs) Because here's the thing, you guys, you weren't there. (laughs) You weren't there. (laughs) When all hell was breaking loose in my home. When the enemy was sending every demonic onslaught into my life that I thought I was going to break. People literally forcing themselves into my home to live with us without even asking us. But because initially, because we love people, we took them in, you know, demeaning us in our home people pressing us, people people talking bad about us, not having any finances, not having money to pay bills or even money to eat, but maybe just a little bit just to sow into a ministry and believe God. See, you guys don't hear about all that stuff. You never know that as ministers we go through these things, but here's the thing. We trust God and we stir ourselves up and we get on our face and we press in. We don't complain and tell the whole world and air our dirty laundry and tell everybody how we're being attacked by this person, how we're being attacked by that person, how we can pay this or how we can't pay that. We get on our face and we cry out to God and we trust him and we press in. We press in, amen? So there's no difference between the ministers and, and and people sitting out. You just say yes. You just say yes to Jesus. And you just get hungry. And you press in, amen? You press in and you stir yourself up. You stir yourself up by sharing your testimony. You stir yourself up, you guys, by sharing the Word of God. You stir yourself up by going for souls. You stir yourself up by getting into that secret place. Hallelujah. You stir yourself up by saying yes to Jesus and getting on your face and saying, God, no matter what the cost, Lord, I'm going to serve you. And listen, there's some other stuff too that I'm just, I just choose not to say over air that you have no idea what we encounter, but you know what? I'm not going to let it affect me. I'm not going to, I'm choosing to keep my eyes fixed and focused on Jesus, amen. And that's not even to say, woe is me. That's just to say, you know what? You have every opportunity we have. Just because we don't air our stuff like other people may, we, you have ever every opportunity at victory that we have because guess what? We got the same Holy Ghost. Amen? If you're a believer, you got the same Holy Ghost I have. We serve the same Jesus. If you're a believer, or we should anyways, so you know what? You have every opportunity for victory. You have what it takes. You have everything that you need for life and godliness according to the Word of God because you have Jesus in you, the hope of glory because you have Christ in you, the hope of glory because He leads you in triumph and victory and all that we do because greater is he on the inside of you than he who's in the world amen because we got jesus <clears throat> come on the same dead raising power that lives and dwells on the inside of us romans eight eleven. the same power that rose christ from the dead lives and dwells on the inside of you hallelujah come on you guys We can do do this because we have Jesus. Hold fast, you guys. I encourage you. Hold fast to the confidence and the rejoicing of the hope that you have in Christ. Firm to the end. Amen. Hold fast to the faith. Hold fast. To your testimony in Jesus, stir yourself up, encourage others, share your testimony of what He's done in your life. Amen. And just so you know, Jesus provides for us; He's good. Because I took a I took a vow of prosperity, you know, back. in in the, you know, uh, and they're still doing it. The Catholic Church and some of the other churches, they actually take a vow of poverty. Well, I'm just letting you know because the Bible says that he became poor so I could become rich. So you know what? He didn't shed his blood so I can be in poverty. He didn't shed his blood so I can be in sickness and disease. He didn't shed his blood, amen, so I can be tormented. He didn't shed his blood so I can live a defeated, busted, disgusted life. I'm not going to disrespect the blood of Jesus by living in poverty. I'm not going to dis Disrespect the blood of Jesus by living in defeat and living busted and disgusted. I'm not gonna run him through the mud again. I'm not gonna disrespect the this great, mighty sacrifice of our King Jesus by living defeated, amen. But I took a vow of prosperity. I took a vow of prosperity. I took a vow, amen, to live in victory. Hallelujah. I'm gonna live in victory. I'm gonna live in divine health, and I'm gonna live. I don't care whatever the enemy tries, he may try to throw symptoms, but that doesn't mean that I'm sick. That doesn't mean I'm sick because the Bible says otherwise. And I stand on the word of God. Amen. I'm not going to meditate on the symptoms. I'm going to meditate on the word of God. And just like Abraham did when when concerning the promise, amen, he didn't consider the natural circumstances. He didn't consider his body and the fact that he was dead. He considered the word of God and what God said to him and what God said that he promised he was going to perform. And he strengthened himself in faith through praising God and through, through continually saying the word of God. Amen. He strengthened himself in faith and did not waver at the promise. And just like Abraham did that, I'm telling you, I choose to live on the word of God because I'm not going to disrespect the blood of Jesus and his great sacrifice that he sacrificed for us just to live busted and disgusted, just to be a complainer. Amen. Just to be uh, in poverty. I'm going to be a giver. I'm going to be a sower. I took a vow of prosperity. I'm prosperous. I'm rich in Jesus, amen? And rich means rich. And I'm just gonna let you guys know out here, just so you know, just so you know, I'm going up and I'm not going under. And I'm going to be rich. And you know why? I'm going to be one to fund the gospel. I'm going to be a funder of the gospel. I am going to go in and when a church has a need, I'm going to be the one to cover it. When a church needs a new roof, I'm going to be a one, the one to cover it. When missions needs money, I'm going to be the one to send them on missions for souls. I'm going to be a funder of the gospel. And I made up my mind. We're already, Sage and I do it. We're already process in the beginning of some business ventures that the Lord has opened up for us because I am not poor. I took a vow of prosperity and I'm going to be a funder of the gospel. Hallelujah. Amen, Isabel. She said, she's, and Leanne said me too. Amen, Leanne. Hallelujah. Come on. Listen, if you guys are jumping on the broadcast, share, share the broadcast. Amen. Tag some friends in it because I know other people need to hear this word. I'm not going to, listen, I'm not, it is, it is a slap in the face to Jesus when we are living in poverty, when we are living depressed and defeated, when we are living busted and disgusted, when we are living, you know, in, in uh, you know, even in uh, just, uh, just the torment of, of hell it's a slap in the face. And I'm not, listen, concerning sickness, I believe that God is going to touch you today because he says we can have healing. But don't feel, I'm going to just, because of what I'm going to say, don't feel condemned by what I'm just fixing to say because it does not mean the enemy does not try and bring symptoms to your body. Listen, I I have symptoms that the enemy tries to press onto my body but I choose to stand on the word whether those symptoms linger or not. I pray the prayer of faith and I tell those things to go and then I stand on the word of God that I'm already healed. It's a done deal. It's a fact. It's not a promise. Healing is not a promise. It's a fact, meaning it's a done deal. It's already been accomplished. It's already ours. Hallelujah. And then I keep speaking the word of God until the the manifestation of the supernatural manifests in my natural body. Amen. I don't care what my body saying the word of God says something different so I stand on the word of God hallelujah so listen it's a slap in the face of Jesus when we're living in sickness and disease and we're living busted and disgusted and in poverty it's a slap in the face you guys we're not meant to live that way we're meant to live in victory and we're meant to go from glory to glory from faith to faith hallelujah so we have what it takes because we have jesus in us the hope of glory we have the mighty holy ghost that empowers us in every good work hallelujah as we yield to him as we're obedient to him as we follow him he leads us From glory to glory and faith to faith. Hallelujah. Come on. This is, you guys, This is the Jesus that we serve. This is the king that we serve, you guys. He has given us a way out. And I want to encourage you today. You have what it takes. Hallelujah. You have what it takes. You have everything that you need, according to the Bible, for life and godliness. And I want to read this to you. And I, I've i been going back to this because, listen, I want you to get this in your spirit. I want you to meditate on this because this is this is truth. Because this is the word of God. Amen. And it's Ephesians chapter 1. And I bet you know where I'm going to go to, but I'm going to go to it anyway. Ephesians chapter 1, starting in verse 3, says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us, that's he's blessed you as a believer, who has blessed us, hallelujah, with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, In Christ you guys you are blessed with every spiritual blessing what does that mean every blessing is every blessing every spiritual blessing is every spiritual blessing I can't I mean you can't get any clearer than that you have been blessed with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ hallelujah you have what it takes to shake your community. You have what it takes to shake the nation. You have what it takes to shake your family, to shake your workplace. Come on, you have what it takes because you have Jesus in you, the hope of glory, because you have been blessed With every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ, you have what it takes. Though, come on. The only thing that you need to do is you need to learn how to yield. You just need to learn how to yield. You just need to learn how to yield to Jesus. That's the only thing. You have to learn how to yield to the Holy Ghost and allow Him to move in in you. Allow Him to do the work in you. Allow Him to use you to preach. Allow Him to use you to heal the sick. Allow Him to use you to cast out devils. That's why you must yield to Him and have faith in the Word of God. Amen? But listen, you're never going to go from glory to glory and victory to victory if you don't know Jesus, you guys. You have to have genuine relationship with Jesus. And listen, I want to encourage you in this. If you're watching this broadcast, first of all, I encourage you to share the broadcast. Let others, uh, you know, uh, hear this word. Amen. And, And I just want to tell you, maybe you're watching this broadcast and you're a believer. You're a believer in Jesus. You're like, I believe Jesus. I believe in Jesus. Well, listen, maybe you're not on fire like you used to be. Something happened. And I want you guys to examine yourself. You know, uh, like I said earlier, you know, if you're if you're here and you're saying I'm hungry, well, I'm just going to tell you you're not hungry enough where well, there's always more. We can always press into more. Amen. You got to get hungrier and you got to determine where your fire is at on a scale from 1 to 5, 5 being the hottest. Where are you? Are you at a are you at a 4? Are you at a 3? Or maybe you're at a one. I don't know. Only you can answer that. But if you're anywhere under a five, listen, you're lukewarm. If you're anywhere under a five, you guys, you are lukewarm. And I want to pray with you because I believe God is going to touch you. And I believe he's going to touch your heart and give you, stir you up and give you that hunger. Amen. He's going to set you ablaze again. And then it's your job to keep those fires stoked. You got to keep those fires stoked through getting on your face, getting in the word of God, spending time with Jesus and feeling yourself more with the word, more with the presence than you do with sitcoms and the things of the world. My second point is maybe you're watching this and maybe you don't have a relationship with Christ. Maybe you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life. And if you're watching this and you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life. Listen, we're going to pray. We're going to pray. And this prayer is a one size fits all, you guys. So we're going to pray this together. Amen. So I, if you're watching, if you fall into any two of those categories, you guys, we're going to pray this prayer. I believe God is going to touch you. I believe he's going to set you ablaze. Amen. And I believe that God is today is going to be the beginning of a new day for you. Hallelujah. Amen. same God that set me free is going to set you. That's right. Jesus said, the same God that set me free is going to set you free. That's right. So let's pray this prayer together right now. So say, Jesus, I thank you that you lived and died and rose for me. I thank you, Jesus, that your word says when we confess our sins, that you are faithful and just to forgive us. That you are faithful and just to forgive us. And cleanse us of unrighteousness. And cleanse us from unrighteousness. Jesus, forgive me. Jesus, forgive me. Cleanse me, God. Cleanse me, God. Set my heart ablaze. Set my heart ablaze. I thank you. I thank you. For being Lord of my life. For being Lord of my life. I thank you. I thank you. For filling me. For filling me with your holy spirit Spirit. give me a hunger hunger. and a thirst thirst. for the things of righteousness righteousness. and give me a holy boldness boldness. to preach your gospel gospel. in jesus name name. amen amen hallelujah listen you guys if you just prayed that prayer i believe that god is touching you i believe he's setting you ablaze as you are yielding right now to the holy spirit i believe he's filling you afresh he's filling you with His holy spirit amen and listen i believe that today is the beginning of a new day for you i encourage you Get into your word. Stir yourself up in the Holy Ghost. Amen. Stir yourself up by sharing your testimony. Stir yourself up by preaching the gospel. Stir yourself up by getting on your face and just worshiping him. Amen. So I encourage you guys, press into Jesus. And what he's done with me, he wants to do with you. He wants to bring freedom to your life. He wants to draw you into those places of intimacy. Amen. He wants to bring you in closer amen because how many of you guys know in this hour that we are living in you must cling to jesus you must have your own personal relationship with jesus because otherwise you're not going to make it if you don't have your own personal relationship with jesus you're not going to make it so if you prayed that prayer today you just made the first step to having your own relationship with him amen get in your word stir yourself up Press in like never before. Hallelujah. And uh, listen, you guys, on the header of this video, send us an email if you prayed that prayer. We want to know. Send us an email. It says on the header of this video, if you prayed with us to receive Jesus, uh, and then it has the email address. Send us an email. We want to connect with you, or you can type in the comments I did. Um, Also, Some exciting news, you guys, we have a women's conference coming up here, August 26th, 27th, and 28th. Again, that's August 26th, 27th, and 28th. It's the Women of Covenant conference, you guys. I am super excited for this conference because Um, I know what God is going to do. I know he's going to set women free. I know he's going to set them on fire. I know he's going to activate women into their calling. I know he's going to bring deliverance. Amen. I know he's going to get women saved. I know the Holy Ghost is just going to do amazing things at this conference. So if you are in the volcano area, if you're in the Hilo area, if you're on Big Island, even if you're on Oahu, Make a point to do what you need to do to get here uh, August 26th, 27th, 28th for the Women of Covenant Conference. That's going to be at the Kilauea Military Camp here in Volcano Hawaii. And um, unfortunately, some of the lodging that we had prepared is already booked. It's already filled up. So I do know you guys, there is several bed and breakfasts here in the Volcano area, um, Type in Google Bed and Breakfast. It'll show all the the local uh, Bed and Bright and Bed and Breakfasts. Almost got tongue tied there for a second. I know they're happy to accommodate you for those who are coming from the other side of the island. Uh, please join us, Amen. And this conference is completely free, you guys. This conference is free. Um, And just come and be blessed. Bring a friend. Make sure that you register. Go to truthandfireministries.com to register for this event. Amen. And I'm super excited and I can't wait to see you guys. And we also have, you know, some outreaches that we're planning here shortly in the next couple of months. And if the Lord puts it on your heart to partner with us to reach souls, you guys, be sure and be obedient to what the Lord is asking you to do, and sow into souls. Connect your finances to souls, you guys. We're going for souls. We're going for the harvest. We're trying to reach our communities. Amen. On the header of this video, we have PayPal, Cash App, Venmo, text to give. You can also mail a check. The address is on the header of the video. Please be sure and and you know be obedient to what the Lord is asking you to do. Ask Him. What he would have you so and then do it amen also we're looking for monthly partners we are looking for monthly partners you guys who will stand alongside us as we reach souls as we preach the gospel amen so if that is you and you know the lord has been speaking to you about partnering with us please be obedient to do us to to do what the lord asks you to do Partner with us. Let's go for souls, you guys. Let's go. Let's win the harvest. The harvest is white and ready. They've been waiting. They've been waiting. Amen. The the people, the souls have been waiting for somebody to go and preach the good news to them. Hallelujah. So maybe you can't make it yourself, but you can sow. You can sow into souls. Do it. Amen. So love you guys. We bless you. And we will see you guys later. Healing school fixing to open back up sage said uh keep an eye out because we're fixing to do healing school again so get ready we're fixing to do healing school so and we had a phenomenal time man after right before everything shut down oh we were just getting started it was amazing so keep an eye out you guys share the broadcast and we will see you soon